Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Dear World, Love Delilah, the quotable podcast with me, Darcy Lee, an hour-ish meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. And I am so glad you're here. So if you're joining me because you need the occasional reminder of your pure badassery or innate awesomeness, if you need help silencing that inner critic, getting through a tough day, want to be part of a community of people who are dedicated to suiting up and showing up fully for their lives, or if you just want to be able to, at the end of it all, say, I did all I wanted to do with this life. I put it all on the table. I live this life as fully, authentically, and courageously as I could then welcome, because you, my friend, are in the right place. Every week, I'll come here and I will introduce you to an amazing person, discuss an incredible book, or share a beautiful idea that will help you truly live the life that you want to live. Together, we will meet, we will dream, we will learn, and hopefully we will laugh. I hope that there will be so much laughter because life is too short to take too seriously. So my fellow rock stars, are you ready for an adventure? Here's to the journey. Let's do this. Dear world, I'm sending you all the warmth and light I have. Love, Delilah. We are all just walking each other home. Ram Doss. Hello world, Darcy Lee here, and welcome to episode one of Dear World, Love, Delilah, a quotable podcast meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. So first of all, I am super glad you're here. Uh, And I hope that when this hour-ish is over, you feel ready to take on the day with courage, confidence, and joy to make a big move or even a small step in the direction of your best life. Um, I have some notes here. I have some things I want to talk about. But before we get started, I want to tell you about what I'm experiencing right now because it's super fun and exciting. So I grew up, my, my dad um took us all the time to the public library like i grew up going to the library for cassette tapes and vhs tapes um to just spend time there and we didn't have a lot more to do we didn't have a lot of money growing up and so everything that we wanted we basically got from the public library um well i recently decided to renew my public library card and uh, because i had heard there was a recording studio in the downtown library here in Chattanooga. And I thought, that's crazy, right? I mean, it has come so far. So here I am for episode one of Dear World, Love Delilah, sitting in a recording studio, looking out the window at my man Charles, who is helping me do this for the first time. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm in a recording studio in the public library. So huge shout out to the public library in downtown Chattanooga. Super exciting and super fun. It makes me feel all like special and legit. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, So episode one, if you are here with me, then this is it. This is the beginning. You are witnessing me stepping through fear into a project that I've had on the brain, uh, or really more importantly, on the heart for quite a while. And it's super exciting. It's surprisingly exhilarating. Uh, And if I'm real honest, it's a little bit terrifying all at the same time. And on your end, I hope that you're excited too, because this means that you have a front row seat to what could be an absolute disaster. (laughs) It is It is a possibility, right? So I hope you're comfortable that you have your popcorn in hand and that you're ready for a treat, because this could definitely go either way. I am really grateful, though. 
that I'm able to say that if I do land flat on my face, I will not only laugh with you, I won't be mad at you for laughing, it's human nature, right? Uh, but I will get up and I will brush myself off and I will come back next week because I am committed to this, to being here with you for the beautiful things that I know will come out of it if we just keep showing up. And that, my friends, is part of how I'm going to stick it to the inner mean girl in me that says all the mean things that mean girls say. I'll keep suiting up and showing up. Flipper the bird when necessary and sit here with you, the ones that matter. And together we will laugh, love, and learn how to be the best versions of ourselves. So, hell yeah. Are you excited? (laughs) So that also means that whether I fall flat on my face and get back up, or hit the ground running and rock this podcast thing, you're going to be the ones about whom I'll get to say she, or he, because of course dudes are totally welcome here too, was one of my very first listeners, the very first to to support me, the very first to laugh with me or at me about how ridiculously difficult and odd life can be some days. The very first to receive the free five ways guide that I created to help us as we embark on this journey of a satisfying, fulfilled, courageous living. And I'll tell you about that guide at the end of the show because who doesn't want free stuff, right? You'll also be the first to be entered into a drawing to receive a personalized care package full of fun, cool, and helpful goodies from yours truly. Care packages are the best, especially when they're personalized and worth a little over 60 bucks. Am I right? I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not buying you a Lexus, okay? I'm sending you a box full of cool stuff. Because snail mail is a lost art, and I want to bring it back. Who doesn't love getting an awesome package, or anything in the mail, actually, that's not a bill? Uh, So, and I will tell you how to win the first prize, the first care package in the show notes, which you can find on DarcyLee.com or with my my podcast in iTunes. I think, I'm not sure yet, I haven't completely decided, but I think part of the way to win it is going to be like a little virtual scavenger hunt. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't decided, uh, but I promise it'll be fun. It won't be too complicated or intimidating, and it'll just be something to make you laugh and have fun while you do it, in addition to hopefully having something show up at your door. Oh, and Heidi, if you are listening, I wrote you a letter in November that has been in my my backpack since. Uh, I even wrote it in purple. I will get it to you one day. Um, Also, being here with me today means that you will be among the very first to whom I get to say thank you. Because if this does go well, and if I do get to have the impact on the world that I hope to have, if I do get to reach the people who need reaching, and if I get to comfort the people who are struggling and offer community to people who feel alone, then it will be because of you. You are who I get to thank first and foremost because it will mean that you took a chance on me. You took the time to listen or to add a review on iTunes or to share. You took the time to listen. So you're suiting up and showing up with me. And for that, I am so grateful. So thank you because ultimately you're why I'm here. And I will promise you this. I will offer you freebies, I will send letters and care packages, I will offer discounts on my coaching and courses and all that good stuff, but more importantly, I promise you, I promise you that I will always bring my best and I will always leave my best right here. Now, some days my best will definitely look better than other days (laughs) Uh, and you can decide whether or not you want to take it or leave it. 
but I will always offer it to you. It's you and me, kid. This is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You watch. We're going to be besties. All right. All right. So enough with the sappy stuff. Let me tell you a little bit about who I am so that you can know who you're getting into bed with. Mm, think story time, not sexy time. Thank you. Uh, I just turned the big 4-0 in August of last year. 40. 40. Wow. Right? For those of you who will be tempted to say that's old, I would watch your step. Think about it. Uh, you can stay, but don't call me ma'am. And honestly, I was actually really stoked about turning 40. And I'm stoked about being 40. I don't know why. I just felt this sort of shift. Uh, so I had a lot of excitement around entering into this 41st year, excited about the potential, the possibility. And sort of in honor of that, I decided to launch a blog on my birthday. Fun, right? I'll put the link to it in my show notes too, in case you want to check it out. Um, I have a feeling that if you're here today with me, then it will resonate with you because you are one of my kind. So yeah, I launched it on my 40th birthday and it actually felt sort of epic, you know, like monumental. Um, and it's my first blog post is actually called 30 Birthdays Later, which is still my favorite. Uh, it was a huge hit, seriously huge among the 10 people who read it. <laughs> my mom, my dad, my bestie Josie, uh, my husband, who at the time was still my fiance. So yeah, I have a strong, you know, band of supporters. <laughs> Safe to say I didn't become an internet sensation. It didn't blow up or go viral. It didn't put me on the map, any map. Uh, it was <laughs> it was sort of a fun flop in those terms. Uh, oh, wait, it did actually get me an appearance on a local morning show, which was super fun. And uh, yeah, like that was a good time. And actually, I'll put the note, I'll put the link for that in the show notes too, just in case you're curious. Uh, you can't see me, but I'm super cute. <laughs> so it did that. It also made my mom cry but it doesn't take much these days. And I'm only saying that because I'm 99% sure that my mom will have absolutely no idea how to find this podcast. However, in the case of that 1%, I love you, mama. So that blog post did a few things for me and perhaps even for others, as did the few that followed. But the most valuable offering that my first blog post provided in such a beautiful and unexpected way was that it reminded me of who I am, of who I'm meant to be and of what I'm here to do. I mean, wow, right? Like, that's, that's pretty significant, you know? Uh, we have these big plans for our bigger ideas, right? And we know how they're gonna work and we know why they're gonna work. And then sometimes they just don't work, uh, at least not the way we planned. How's that saying go? Life is what happens to us while we're making other plans. So I had this plan, right, to create a blog, a Dear Abby of the 21st century, a place where people could write in and I would write back and I don't know, it would be awesome, right? And maybe, I don't know, it could still be awesome. Maybe the idea is not dead, just sleeping. But it definitely didn't happen then the way I had anticipated. Um, but what did happen was something that was much more beautiful and something that had a far longer effect than I had thought it would. 
um, I was reminded of who I was as a little girl. Like I was reminded of what I knew when I was, you know, eight, nine, um, what she, that little girl, knew all of those years ago uh, before the alcohol and the drugs, before the suffering that was necessary to grow, before the fear and the doubt. I was reminded of what I wanted to do when I was her for the world uh, and in the world. Ultimately, what it comes down to is I was reminded of my purpose and that is why I was supposed to start that blog. Not so that it could go viral and put me on any map as a super smart, super sexy, super funny, and wise and talented writer. Yes, I had high hopes for the blog. <laughs> I guess I could have used some humility. Um, but what it did was it caused me to sit down with that little girl whose life changed in every way the year that she turned nine, to be reminded of the beautiful, powerful truths that she knew even then, to share with her the beautiful, powerful tru truths that I've learned since, and then to receive an incredible reminder of who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing, because I had forgotten. And I'm here to help people remember who they were created to be, what they are capable of, to help them become the people that they want to be, to live the life they want to live, and to remember that they are enough to help you remember, in case you have forgotten, that you are enough. You see, part of the magic is that I actually knew that at nine years old. Like, I remember, I knew that. But I had forgotten because that, forgetfulness instead of sin, in my humble opinion, is the human condition. I don't believe that we are inherently flawed or defective. It doesn't make sense to me that we would come into this world broken. We aren't innately broken. We are human. Beautifully, intriguingly, perfectly human. Spiritual beings having a human experience. And many of us have forgotten. Many of us have forgotten who we were created to be and what we're here to do. We have forgotten that we are made up of the same stuff as the moon and the stars, the grass and the trees, and the energy that we cannot see in the cool breeze that touches and moves the tiny hairs on our skin. We have forgotten that we are smart and funny and wise and silly. We have forgotten that we are special, that we have a role to play, a responsibility to fulfill to ourselves and to the world and to the connectedness that exists between us. Now, <laughs> I would like you to think that I was so like brilliant that I knew that when I was nine, but no, not at all. That is stuff that took me a long time and a lot of suffering and pain and growth to realize and understand. Um, but I did know as that little girl that I wanted to help people see their own beauty and potential and strength and their capacity for amazing things. I didn't have that kind of vocab, you know, I mean, I was smart, <laughs> not that smart, um, but I was that girl who wanted to tell kids that they didn't have to be mean to me to feel good about themselves, that it wasn't even going to work, not really. I was that little girl who cried daily because I thought something was so incredibly wrong with me, but somehow knew at the same time that I had magic in me too. And I knew at nine Sitting in a beanbag chair in my small closet, because sometimes it felt like the only place in the house void of conflict and chaos, 
I sat there, I drew, and I wrote poetry under the dim glow of a little plastic red flashlight hanging from the clothes rod. Uh, I knew then that I would one day help people to remember, to remember the force that they were created to be, the wonderful things that they could do and be and have. So on some level, in a magical way, I knew my purpose when I was nine. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, however, know that it would take 30 more birthdays on a windy and looping and incredibly difficult path before I would get to a place to truly begin to fulfill that purpose. I didn't know that it would take countless personal failures, epic, <laughs> epic personal failures, or years of active addiction, desperation, self-destruction, uh, heartache, loss, loneliness, fear, doubt, and lots of running and hiding. Just this feeling of brokenness that came from the collective that thought we are indeed born that way. I didn't know uh, that it would take, I didn't know that it would take the peeling of layers and layers of my own forgetfulness to become ready, to become able to fulfill that purpose and I didn't know then that I will always be peeling um, and that that's part of it, right? So even though it took me a little more time to understand why I had to be that way, um, but I grew to understand and it was through conversations and interactions with others and this one in particular, it was so simple, um, it wasn't a long conversation, but what this person said to me is, we can only take people as far as we have gone. And boom, it clicked. It clicked for me. I mean, think about it. Like, if I'm looking for someone to guide me through the Appalachian Mountains, am I going to hire someone who's never been? Right? That wouldn't make a lot of sense. If I want to hire someone to guide a raft down the white waters of the Okoe River, filled with myself and, and maybe the people that I love and care about in this world, would I hire someone who's never been on the Okoe River? Still not making a lot of sense. Uh, oh, and the Okoe is the river where I live, by the way. It's super beautiful and super fun. The whole area is nice. If you ever make it to Chattanooga, Tennessee, you should go. Anyway, so it finally made sense to me when the universe said to me, in both a scream, because the pain often felt unbearable, uh, and in a whisper, so that I would pause and listen and take the time to understand. The universe said, if you want to help people free themselves from the grip of addiction, you have to know the unbelievable strength of the hold it can have, right? If you want to help people find their way out of the darkness, you have to know what it is to be lost in the pitch black, the breadth of the ability of that darkness to paralyze a heart and soul into stagnation or retreat. If you want to help people heal, you have to know brokenness and you have to know healing yourself. Ah, oh, goosebumps and tears, folks. Like the lessons I have learned in this life, I'm so grateful for. And I'm so grateful to be here and to be able to share them. Um, how beautifully lucky am I to have been given this message, this responsibility, and this opportunity. Uh, and furthermore, to be able to learn these things about my pain and heartache, not just through the pain and heartache, and not just through a voice in my head, the voice in my head is not nearly that eloquent, but through the hundreds of voices, 
wise, willing, compassionate, and raw that have spoken to me in hundreds of different ways uh, and speak to me now. Families, teachers, mentors, employers, uh, lovers, haters, you know, and even strangers with whom I've shared a single conversation or a few words on the street or on a plane or on a, at a bus stop all contributed to the beautiful voices that have guided me in my journey to recover, uh, in my journey to healing, uh, my journey from brokenness to wholeness, and in my journey here to you. Even the unkind voices have taught me, right? They've made me strong, they've helped me understand, even if it was to understand who I didn't want to be, what I didn't want to become, uh, and how other people who are hurting um, might act out. And what's also cool about this, and and I'm getting to a point, I promise, um, you know, I'm trying to get to kind of the whole point of what this whole podcast will be. (laughs) Uh, But the other cool thing is that it wasn't just the people that I've had the privilege to meet or talk to on my journey, but it was them and every book they ever read, every movie they've ever watched, every story they've ever heard or every letter they've wrote or received um, and every chance that they've taken, right, in their lives uh, and in the wisdom that accompanied its outcome, lessons that they've learned from others. I feel like I'm singing a police song. Every move you make. Okay. What I mean, though, is that it is them and it is all the people that came before them or came to them, right, And then it's the ones that came before them. It is the collective. It is the energy that has been moved or altered, but never destroyed. And it's it's the story of spiritual beings having human experiences. Um, So that brings me in perhaps what was a very roundabout way to Delilah. I introduced myself at the beginning of the podcast as Darcy Lee, right? Delilah is actually my 11-year-old Black Lab Chow kitchen sink mixed (laughs) that saved my life when she was seven weeks old and I was four years sober. She was so tiny and she was wandering the street with no collar or no tag and I saw this woman up at the top of the street when I was petting her and she said, oh, is that Daisy? So-and-so had her and she just didn't want to keep her anymore so she let her go. A seven-week-old puppy was wandering the street and, and drinking out of the dirty water by the sidewalk, and she instantly became mine. Now, if I'm being totally transparent, I named her after that song, Hey There, Delilah, by the Plain White Tees. I saw them in concert. It was super fun. They opened for Snow Patrol. Um, oh, the good old days. <laughs> but my awesome puppy dog is not all that is embodied by the name or the concept, really, of Delilah. Um, who I am, what I have to offer, what I want to give to the world, uh, the love, guidance, patience, compassion, um, the courage, right, to show up for our lives. All that I want to give was freely given to me by people who understood before me that in order to keep it, you have to give it away. By people who shared because they had to, because it was too much to keep inside. And also by people who saw a light in me, like the one that I see in people as I walk down the street, like the light that I know is present in you, like every light, right? Every light is needed. So yeah, those people, they are Delilah too. And if you want to know a little bit about me, 
um, and a little bit of where Delilah came about, then you can go to DarcyLee.com. Um, but that's like the Delilah of it. Uh, yeah, so basically, Dear Delilah, uh, or in this case, Dear World, Love Delilah, not only represents writing in to all of the nights I laid in my bed or sat on my floor in shambles, cuddling what felt like my only friend in the world, uh, the only one that understood me, the only one that could make me feel better by slobbering all over my face, um, but also, also of all the people who allowed me to do the same and loved me through it, right? It's also a little bit of writing to the ones who made me strong by being jerks to me. They matter too, especially because one thing that I'm super grateful for is that I understand now that the world needs their light too, and they just don't know it. They're not different than us. They've just forgotten too. Um, so yeah, and sometimes you'll see my online presence, Dear, Dear Delilah will have an XO after it. So one, who couldn't use more hugs and kisses? Two, it was just kind of this uh, 2.0 feel as a homage to Dear Abby. So yeah, so that's the gist of it. That is me and kind of why I'm here in a nutshell. Uh, and I feel like it is here that we begin to remember. I feel like it is here that we begin to remember, like with a capital R, right? Who we really are and all of the imaginable things that we are capable of, right? And instead of unimaginable, imaginable, like that's the problem is we focus too much on the un. There's so much that we are capable of. And here is where we will remember that we are not so very different after all, far more alike than we think. Um, and also, hopefully we will remember and hopefully we will walk away with this, um, that we are all just walking each other home. I remember the first time I read that quote, I froze and I read it again and I didn't realize I was holding my breath. As I let it out, that breath, years of confusion and contradictions that plagued me as a result of my religious upbringing simply floated away. It was, I don't know, like miraculous. It was, it made more sense to me and to my relationship with others than anything I had ever heard, changing the way I looked at the world and every single person in it. Eight words and my life would never be the same. It's definitely possible that my love for everything written may intensify my, my connection to all things quotes um, because, again, subtitle, the quotable podcast, right, meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. I love quotes. Uh, but I also think that quotes have absolutely intensified my love for everything written. In other words, one doesn't have to be a literary buff or a bookworm to benefit from the bite-sized pieces of wisdom being shared by people who have been through the fire. And that is what I'm counting on here, a meeting of the mind and a meeting of the hearts. Have you ever been to an AA or NA meeting or a 12-step meeting in general, right? They say all it takes to have an AA meeting is two drunks and a pot of coffee. <laughs> I can't totally disagree with that. I've been to just as many of those types of meetings as I have to the meetings that were filled wall to wall with people from extremely difficult walks of life who share in a common struggle. Both types of meetings are amazing. But you know what's the cherry on top? Having a bunch of quotes, cheesy cliches really, hanging up on the wall 
and then maybe a 12 and 12 in the hand of one of the two drunks. Because we, we forget that there is really nothing new under the sun, right? And it is in the shared experiences, experience strength and hope to be exact, that alcoholics and addicts and many others who utilize 12-step programs find the power to stay sober or get healthy. More simply put, quotes. But here's the thing is you don't have to be an alcoholic to benefit from the experience, strength, and hope of others. You don't have to be a drug addict to need help living life on life's terms. Those are symptoms of the problem, of the condition. They are symptoms of the human condition of forgetfulness. Alcoholics and addicts are souls who have forgotten who they are, who they can be, and they've turned to a chemical cure. You know what? Like, there's a lot of judgment sometimes around addiction, but the truth is other people use other things. Some turn to anger, right? And anger is still a chemical or produces chemicals, so they're still turning to a chemical cure, right? Others, they turn to control or to work. Some people turn to relationships. The truth of the matter is that people use a variety of different things to make themselves feel different, right? We all have something. We all use something. Even self-loathing or martyrdom to numb the pain of forgetting. Or we use things just as a result of forgetting. Does that make sense? Some of us have to suffer through or allow such destruction simply because we have forgotten that we don't have to. So anyway, so I am going to suit up and show up here each week to help remind you of that which you have forgotten. And I'm gonna do it with the help of others, some dead, some alive, some even fictional, but all of whom have, at some point, had a moment of remembering and shared it with the world. That is a lot, right? It feels like a lot. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been here that long on this, you know, recording that long, and it feels like I've said a lot. Um, but not so much that we can't handle it, right? Um, we are a lot. We are far more than we often give ourselves credit for. And I'm pretty sure we can do it. Yeah, so I think I'm going to wrap this up with a little bit about maybe what to expect here forward. Does that work? Um, my vision for Dear World, Love Delilah. Uh, I want to interview all different types of people. Some of them will be the badasses that you know or have heard about. Um, maybe you've read their book or listened to their podcast. Um, some of them, though, and I'm equally excited about these people, some of them are going to be the badasses that you don't hear about because maybe they're not millionaires or they're not famous or they're not out there in social media. They're just awesome and they just have so much to share and to give. And I want to make sure that you hear from them, too. Also, I have a book club. I will post the link in the show notes. It's called Read, Share, Slay Book Club on my Facebook page, uh, Dear Delilah XO. So facebook.com slash Dear Delilah XO, and then you'll find the group there. It's Read, Share, Slay. Um, I would love for you to join. It is a tremendous opportunity to read some great stuff from some really smart and cool and down-to-earth people and to do it in a community where we can ask questions and share experiences and just kind of grow together. Um, and one reason I bring that up here is because I've decided to make it a goal of mine to commit to getting the authors of the books that we read on the podcast after we've gone through the book. 
The first book that we read in the book club was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Uh, I've contacted him and hopefully he will be so kind as to let me uh, thank him in person or kind of over the ether web net ish <laughs> um, for the book in a podcast interview in the fall. It turns out he is writing a sequel to The Big Leap and uh, I may have the opportunity to interview him then. Uh, yeah. And by the way, if you are looking for a book to read, The Big Leap is amazing. Um, life-changing. It was awesome. And we're right now, actually, uh, what we do in the group is we vote on new books. So depending on when you come in, we'll either be in the voting stage, in the beginning of the book, the middle of the book, or the end, but it doesn't matter. You are never too late to join. Uh, we have book notes in the group files. So please join us. Um, please. What else? Uh, well, I guess we'll just have to see. I'm actually as uncertain about what to expect from this as you are, in part because I don't yet know what you want. I'm guessing, but I want to know for sure. So that is me saying, shoot me an email, find me on Facebook, uh, join Dear World Love Delilah group. I'm on Instagram too, and I love it. Um, depending on when you show up, I have a tendency to like revamp my Instagram. <laughs> so it may be pretty empty when you get there, it may be full, but be there. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram and want me to follow you back, then all you have to do is shoot me a private message on Instagram and I will do that. Uh, my Instagram feed needs you. It needs you. Let's see. Are there topics you want to discuss? Struggles you need help overcoming? People that you would like me to get on the show? Your feedback would be super helpful. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I want to know. Okay. I need to know. So yeah. Don't forget to check out the show notes about how to be the winner of a killer care package, uh, personalized and sent to you via snail mail, uh, from yours truly. How fun it will be to have it delivered to your house, right? Again, packages, package love, like love from the United States Post Office. <laughs> okay, that's my cue. All right, friends, here is where we will end this episode of Dear World, Love, Delilah. Thank you so, so much for being here. I will say it today and I will say it every single episode. You are the reason I do this. And better yet, you are the reason I get to do this. I'm going to have a ton of fun here, and I am just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to spend this time with you. Seriously, thank you. You guys are rock stars, and I'm just super happy that I get to be in the band. With that, if you like this episode, if you feel like it had bits of juicy, yummy goodness that can help someone you know, help someone you care about, then I hope you'll take a moment to share it on Facebook, on Instagram. And then maybe even take another moment to leave a review on iTunes. All that stuff makes a huge difference in what I'm able to offer you from week to week, from swag to care packages, and even to who I'm able to have on the podcast. Speaking of offers and swag, if you haven't gotten your hands on my free 10-page e-guide to taking small steps to making big changes in your life, and you want to get your hands on my free 10-page e-guide, of course you do. It's free and it's awesome. Just go to darcylee.com and you can get it there. Easy peasy pudding pie. Also, I'm offering a free month on my new fancy online coaching subscription, Mini Blueprint to Being. It's only $6 a month. Let that sink in for a second. We're talking about the price of a Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pizza with all of its yumminess and convenience, but without any of the feeling you feel when you've had too much of it. 
and the first month is on me. So basically I'm giving you a killer offer, right? Some great content and I'm buying you a pizza. How could it possibly get any better than that? So with the mini blueprint to being subscription, you will get tons of treats, uh, monthly reflections, goals, inspiration, writing prompts, mini podcasts, videos, great information and resources on the topic of the month, as well as coupons on cool life, love, and self-care swag. You'll also get chances to win rock star stuff like a legit personalized care package from yours truly uh, because I miss snail mail and I'm determined to bring it back and discounted access to one or many of my upcoming programs and courses. Yeah, so all that for only $6 a month after you get the first month free. And of course, you can cancel any time, but you won't want to because it's going to be epic. <laughs> Just saying. Anywho, before signing off, I want to give special thanks to my badass producer, Wayne Renbjör, without whom I would be lost. And I want to thank you one more time for being here. I truly hope you got something you needed, and I can't wait to be here with you again next week. So with that, dear world, I'm sending you so many hugs and kisses. Love, Delilah.